0: The Secrets of Doctor Who is brought to you by The Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous supporters. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com/donate. You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who episode number 89.
1: I'm a doctor. I've lived for over 2000 years. They are scottish i can complain about things
0: shush hi i'm don Bettinelli, and you're listening to the secrets of dr who where we discuss everything about the hit bbc series dr who today we're discussing the 10th doctor story smith and jones which happens to be the first episode of the third season of new who uh, and the introduction of Martha Jones. So, joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? And Jimmy Aiken. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. So, uh, just to kind of set things uh, in their place, uh, this episode was broadcast in March of two thousand seven. Um, it is the introduction of Martha Jones. Uh, the The time frame within the story continues to be in the future from when it was broadcast. So, it's still it's two thousand eight. Uh, within it, and uh, the the basic plot is we we're introduced to Martha Jones, a, the, a medical student, and uh, the she goes to work uh, at her hospital. The hospital gets transported to the moon, where space rhinos show up to find looking for a criminal, um, and the air is running out, and everyone's lives are in danger. And the doctor and Martha have to save everyone. That's sort of the the basic plot of it.
2: Uh, and the doctor basically um, basically almost dies here and Martha saves him.
0: Right, exactly. Um, and so, where do we begin? So, at the
2: beginning. At the we beginning. Have mon- we have a montage that is meant to be humorous and I think is fairly effective of Martha yeah. walking along the street, heading down to work, and she's talking on her cell phone to all of the different members of her family, who are planning a party, but there are internal family factions because mom and dad are divorced and dad has a new girlfriend and it's going to be embarrassing if he brings her to the party. And so, you know, family drama. Right. And I think it effectively establishes that
0: Martha is sort of the, uh, the, the, the steady maker in her yes, family, the steady yeah. core, uh, that everyone comes to, uh, her parents, in fact, uh, again once again Russell Davies must have parent issues or mother issues the, the mother especially comes off as shrill and the dad doesn't come is,
1: across much better yeah he He's comes across sh- as an idiot and and the mother gets much worse throughout the season spoiler
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and uh, uh one interesting thing about the uh, the dad the actor uh by the name of um oh I Lee, uh, no Clive Jones is his name is Trevor Laird who was in the 1986 serial Mind Warp, which was part of the Trial of a Time Lord season? Mm. Uh, he played oh. a character named Frax.
2: Oh, um, I don't remember him.
0: He must have been fairly young at that point in 1986. So, you know, that would have been
2: uh, yeah. 20, 20 years. 20
0: years different. Um, so, but it's just, I saw that uh, online. So that was huh. very interesting. Um, the, the episode starts without a pre title sequence teaser which is an interesting that's the last time that happened uh in new who was the first episode with rose so that was an interesting uh difference um from from other things uh and then we have this this you know while martha is walking on the street to work she encounters the doctor and he's obviously out of work yeah he's worked up but but sort of like out of time order like and, we, of course, that gets paid off at the end of the episode as the right. doctor's proof yeah. that he's a time traveler.
2: Comes up and dramatically takes off his tie in front of her.
0: Right. And says something yep. to the effect of, see? <laughs> or something. Um, then Martha gets to work and she uh, encounters these uh, two fellows um, in biker motor- dudes. Biker dudes. Yeah. Motorcycle helmets and black leather outfits uh, walking around the, the hospital, which nobody seems to think
2: think is strange at all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and this and, is post nine eleven. It's like yeah, people walking around. You can't see their faces. They look menacing. Someone should say something. Now these ca- they're co- these characters are called slabs. Uh, the doctor mm-hmm.
0: refers to them as, and and they're leather, you know, th- through and through. They're they're somewhat they're automatons, shall we say? Yeah, they're uh, leather and, robots. Uh, any is this a a, nope, a new this thing? Is new. Okay, yeah. so so sort of out of the blue.
2: Um. The doctor has been has
0: been checked himself into the hospital,
2: and uh, yeah. So we get two sudden, unexpected intros of the doctor. Yep,
0: and uh, and Martha is with a group of med students with their uh, their the the doctor, who's their uh, instructor, shall we say, um,
2: Mr. And, Stoker.
0: Yes, Mr. Stoker, and um, the the doctor, you know, kind of talks about some um, symptoms. And, uh, the, she asks, she's having just seen him on the street and now he's in the hospital. She's like, well, you shouldn't have been out walking around. He's like, what are you talking about? Cause this, you know, he he's, this is obviously mm-hmm. out of time order. And, uh, she says, well, is it, was it your brother? Do you have a brother? And he says, not anymore.
2: Yeah. No, I about that, like that. That's an interesting quest, uh, way to say it. So, well, the doctor, they previously established in the TV show, the doctor believes his family is dead. And at this point, he believes he's the last of the Time Lords, that all other Gallifreyans are dead. Um, so that would include any brother he may have had. But in the spinoff media, he's got a brother named Braxiatel. So Braxiatel appears in various prose stories and comic stories and Big Finish stories. Interesting. And Brax Braxiatel is his older brother.
0: Okay, so uh, with an actual name, so we maybe maybe the doctor's name is some the real name is something like Braxiatel's name. You know that there's maybe an X in it somewhere. I just want to imagine. It, anyway, <laughs> maybe they will never tell us. Um, I, I was amused that the doctor messes with Martha by letting her hear both of his hearts, uh, which the last time the doctor was in a hospital uh, was. When they were trying to operate on the poor yeah. the poor man as the uh, uh, what was it? the seventh doctor, but uh, right yeah, before he became the eighth doctor, um, that was that was a bad scene. Uh, this is less uh, less so.
2: Um, and they don't. They, it's interesting. They don't bring it up again later in the episode. So Martha apparently in her head as a medical student dismisses this as some kind of weird audio echo in his chest or something. And, right. Doesn't interpret this as he's not a human,
0: right? She kind of refuses to believe he's an alien, even after they see other aliens. The 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 Jadoon later, which,
2: which sets up a nice moment where um we get another just sudden thing that happens unexpectedly as as the as she's disbelieving in the doctors in the doctor being an alien. All of a sudden, a judoon scans him and says, not human. And okay, that convinces Martha. Now she knows he's not (laughs) human. (laughs) Right,
0: right. That's right. So, uh, Martha, while Martha's on the phone with her sister, um, and she's talking about it uh, raining so terribly at the hospital and don't walk over. The sister's like, what are you talking about? It's It's a sunny day. And, uh, and, you know, there's a sequence of events where the hospital is lifted up off its foundation and taken to the moon. And the rain a,
2: was going up, which was yes. a nice visual thing. Yep. By uh what were
0: they called? A water scoop, I think he, the doctor called it. Yeah. Uh, and uh and this is this is one of those moments where you have to kind of willing suspension of disbelief the if you if you if you lifted up a building off its foundation, you, it would tear apart. Like it would, yeah. it would not move and like they tried to show like ceiling tiles having fall having fallen. But like they'd be, yeah, it be, disintegrate. Yeah, it'd be uh, yeah, it would, it would, it would never be able to do this, and it would never be able to just drop it back where it was, because all of the foundation's been destroyed, the utilities, the pipes, they'd have to demolish the building, you know, the after they brought mm. it back. Uh, but okay, so let's, <laughs> it's Doctor Who, we're gonna just sort of glide past that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I did I did have to question though, so the 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 buildings on the moon. The, they answer why there's atmosphere, because this, they've created an atmosphere bubble force around field. it. A force field, mm-hmm. yep. Where's the electricity coming from? That's really a really the question.
2: They could have given us a line about that. Hospitals typically have backup generators right. in case of power failures, because they have patients on life support and surgeries in mm-hmm. progress and things like that.
0: Isn't those usually in the basement that's still on Earth?
2: Yeah. <laughs> they, ripped up, they ripped up part of the basement. Okay. All right. Let's go with that explanation. These, these are these are minor fixes. Yeah. I just need to change the special effect a little bit.
0: Yes, yes. Um right. I have to say one realistic aspect though was the people freaking out. Like they, oh, they yeah. there's mm-hmm. one but people panic. Everyone panics. But it's it's the fact that Martha Jones doesn't panic. She's yeah. remains calm and and you know, in control thinks, thinks exactly, as the doctor puts it. Um That, uh, yeah. So he's
2: seeing the companion potential in her.
0: Right. He's kind of brutal to the other med student, uh, who isn't, uh, handling it well. You know, like he's like, (laughs) Martha, you come with me. Her, not her. She'll just hold us up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wow. That was tough. Um, they do make a point of Martha remembering all the stuff that's happened in the past few years revol- involving aliens. Finally, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's exactly. It's sort of a contrast to Donna that we just talked about, who didn't and, notice and, any of it. And, and Amy, right? Well, does Amy not remember any of it when
2: she comes yeah, in? Yeah, Amy doesn't remember like the when the Daleks stole Earth and things like that. Okay, okay,
0: yeah, I know. I, I remember that? Yes, yeah.
2: Um, And they establish on screen that Freema's other character, Adiola, was her cousin at the Battle of Canary Wharf. And the doctor refrains from mentioning that he was the one who killed her cousin by yanking (laughs) a thing out of her head. (laughs) Well, no, he didn't yank it out. That's that's right. He didn't yank it out. He he did kill her, but someone else yanked it out.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, So um, that brings us to the Jadoon. Uh, Are they a new who? Uh, Is this their first appearance?
2: They are new who. This is their first appearance. They, as you mentioned, they're space rhinos. They serve as kind of a a four hire security agency bounty hunter group. Um, And they speak in a language, their native language has only one vowel long o. Right. And they have no and they only have initial consonants. They never have final consonants on the end of a syllable. Yes. So when they talk it's like bojo rogo ho no wo and and yes. and it's all that which to my mind raises the question why are they called the jadun because <laughs> neither of the vowels in jadun is a long o. And it's got a final in on the second syllable. So it's a closed syllable. They should be called the Jodo or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe that's the way they pronounce it. Um,
0: <laughs> so and they're, they're here. They're looking for um, uh, a, they're bounty hunters looking for a particular criminal um, that we are, we find out is Mrs. Finnegan. It was another mm-hmm. patient that the med students were, were talking to. Uh, who is apparently a salt vampire? No she,
2: blood. Well, blood vampire. Blood vampire. She's but war
0: Okay, but she's um she had a salt deficiency. Was the evidence right. of, of that? Okay.
2: Yeah, and she then proceeds to use. And it's another Russell T Davies creepy old woman yes. thing. Yeah. Um yep. And she then uses a straw to us uh, to uh, exsanguinate. Mr. Stoker.
0: Yes, but that a was significant
2: th- name, given that Bram Stoker oh, was the yes. author of Dracula.
0: Right, right. And now, uh, so the um, Mr. Stoker she was referred to as a consultant, and that sent me to Wikipedia to look up uh, British medical system and to ex- the explanation. Um, a consultant in in British medical terms is uh, a specialist. Uh, mm-hmm. he, so there's someone who is a a senior like physician or surgeon who has completed all their specialist training. And so as a specialist, he'd be training medical students who were in that field. They were training who to were become interning. Right. Yeah. Um, although uh, they call him Mr. Stoker. And so, is, yeah, it, are, are they not refer- like that? Couldn't figure out whether that was a, a mistake or. It's just a, a, a difference of the way they address this kind of doctor in, uh, I, in Britain.
2: I don't know. My guess would be maybe it's, I mean, I assume since Russell T. Davies is a native speaker of British English, that it would yeah. be an accurate usage. Mr. Um, and doctor get used differently in different cultures, like mm-hmm. in um, in in some places in Europe, like I think Germany, lawyers, people who have a, 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 a jurist doctorate. Are called doctor, right, um, right? Instead of Mister, but here lawyers are Mister instead of doctor. Right. Also, interestingly, the title in some cultures transfers to uh, spouses, so uh, oh. you'll have Mrs. Doctor so and so.
0: Interesting. Uh, I had professors. <laughs> I uh, when I was a student at Franciscan University of Steubenville, there were a married couple who were both professors on staff, and so is a. Uh, Mrs. Dr.
1: Morgan and Mr. Dr. Morgan is how we
0: address Mm them. Uh,
1: that that helped. Um, It's always like the question of deacons in the Catholic Church, you know, are the the wives of the deacons? Are they the Mrs. Deacon or?
0: (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, so but speaking of uh, Britain, in Britain, um, bishops are often referred to as Dr. So-and-so as opposed to Bishop. So-and-so. So So that's another.
2: And and you'll have the Reverend Mr. and the Reverend Doctor, depending on the title.
0: Right. Yep. Right. Um, in fact, speaking of the title, when the Martha asked the doctor, what's your name? You know, because because he had given Smith earlier, which mm-hmm. uh, kind of goes back
2: to what's that, to the third doctor, the third doctor, John Smith, he would use as an alias on Earth.
0: Right. Uh, and so when when the doctor checked into this hospital, he checked in under the name uh, uh, John Smith again. Uh, so he says Smith isn't really my name. And she says, you know, so who are you? I'm the doctor. She says, Oh yeah, me too, once I finish all my which is kind of funny exams. given that she yeah, yeah. she's she's a she's actually a doctor too. And she won't accept him just calling himself <laughs> the doctor, um, which is a, a funny little moment. Um another kind of throwback to something from before, uh well first uh they we have the Jadun, they come into the uh the lobby, and everyone in the lobby is kind of standing standing there staring out the doors as the these troops of Jadun, these these large formations, are coming right at them. But only when they get right to the door do the people like panic. Like, where do you think they're going? They're coming in those doors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Run yeah. and hide. Yeah. Now's yeah, exactly. not the time to
0: start running. That was about 30 seconds ago. Uh, they come in, and uh, they they quickly absorb English by listening to this one medical student talk for about 10 seconds, uh, which, you know, is very uh, a fascinating uh, technology.
1: Well, I mean, that's how the universal I, I th- translator on Star Trek worked. I mean, it <laughs> exactly. just it figured it out like
2: instantly. Yeah. Right. I, I think in this case, because they know, they already know about earth. Um, and that's why they take the hospital up to the moon because they have no jurisdiction on earth. Right. So they need to get it into, into another place. um, so they already know about Earth and what the Judoon says, if I'm not mistaken, after he analyzes the guy's speech is language confirmed Earth English.
0: OK, so it's more of a confirmation as opposed to absorption. Yeah. OK. Now, you mentioned something about the jurisdiction and that's that an, uh, brings up another interesting uh, part of this is the the fact that they don't have jurisdiction is due to the, the shadow, shadow proclamation.
2: proclamation. Which, as originally presented, would make a lot of sense as a document that somebody mm-hmm. proclaimed, you know, like the U.S. Constitution is a document. Right. Um, they later reinterpret it as an organization, a kind of a space government, which makes no sense. Why is it called a proclamation if it's a government? Right. But, um, but no, in any event, we know that there is someone that's kind of got a prime directive thing going on Earth. You don't go right. there and just mess around if you're an alien
1: to to be fair fair with that i i guess the way i've i've thought of it is the organization was created out of the document and they just took on the name yeah. of the document as the name of the organization kind of mean, like that, section 31 on star trek yeah right right yeah that's that's the kind of analogy i was thinking of because i think we we've got things like that to the you know today where they're named for the document or the 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 movement that produced them you know that's so true. it's yeah. it's it's legitimate way of doing it. it 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 does kind of muddle the waters a little bit but
0: yeah well and and we we see the shadow proclamation uh elements co- stack up later on uh in in later episodes where we yeah. see the people from it and it's a couple uh,
2: seasons from now
0: right um th- it does seem a bit of a technicality that you know you evade the jurisdictional problems by Grabbing the building and putting it somewhere else. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Like uh, in a in an Earth court, that might not fall, you know, you might not get away with that. But uh, maybe the doctor does court. say the
2: jedoone are a little thick. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, th- so the doctor and Martha kind of spy on the jedoone coming into the hospital lobby, uh, and we have this funny moment where the doctor is like uh, sees the uh the gift shop in the lobby, and I love yeah. a little shop which which goes back to. Uh, the episode New Earth with uh a, 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 one season prior, the first episode of the prior oh, season, right. where and they went to.
1: For,
2: it, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say they went to the uh, the Earth in a billion years. They went to that the cat hospital with, it's a yep. hospital for people run by cats. Where he said, "You know what this lobby needs
2: is a little shop, <laughs> like yeah." yeah. <laughs> and it goes forward to silence in the library
0: right with donna they 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 talk about he, the library having a shop so i think we know what the doctor would like to do once he eventually retires is have a little shop he wants to run a little shop <laughs> exactly that the, the big finish will do that uh so uh the uh, the doctor um he
2: he uses doctor who and the shop of doom <laughs> yeah
0: the little shop the little shop of horrors. <laughs> little shop of dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the the doctor um he's being chased. He's trying to evade the Jadoon because he knows as the as an alien they're going to think he's the alien they're looking for. Um. Apparently they just know they need an alien, not a particular alien. Uh. The Jadoon uh, are. Um. And, but meanwhile the slab are after him. Uh. To to to. Because he knows who the real uh, alien they're looking for is, and he, they go. He goes in an X-ray room and uses the X-ray machine, enhances it by jamming the sonic into it, uh, and a thousand it times of
2: power five thousand percent. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so fifty fifty times stronger.
0: So everybody in that direction in the so, hospital so, is
2: dead. So he just yeah. gave, think about it. He just gave that slab of walking leather 50 x-rays.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. That's quite the uh, the
0: uh, power. Uh, well, he burns out his sonic doing it, which is uh, kind of fun, because uh, that removes that as a, uh, a device that he can use throughout the rest of this episode. But and we have sonic separation, yes. Mm-hmm. But we also have this moment where he talks about he absorbs the uh, the, the rntgen
2: radiation, and ra- radiation. Yeah. that's that's the name for x rays after the guy who discovered them,
0: okay. And uh, and apparently that this is one of those uh differences in physiology between humans and uh, and uh, uh time lords. lords, he can direct I, the uh, uh, the radiation it, his body is absorbed by a few um bouncing around and making some gross noises in the back of his throat
2: Uh, and he gets it down into his shoe and then takes off his shoe and throws it away
0: (laughs) right and now uh, barefoot Uh, throws both shoes away because that would be silly to only walk around in one shoe
2: I, I like during the while well, he's explaining to Martha that wrenching radiation isn't dangerous to him. He says, We used to play with wrenching bricks in the nursery. <laughs> <laughs> X ray and all the little things in the nursery. Little, yeah. little, little glimpse into being what it was like to be a time
0: tot. <laughs> time, <laughs> uh, time lads. And then, uh, so. With the Jadun, I get that we're not, they're not really interested in justice. They are, they're, they're a, a police force for hire, but they're really, it's, they're not a justice force. They're a,
2: or well, are they, ostensibly they are because they convict people. Right. And execute sentences on them on the spot. Yeah. So it's kind of it's drumhead justice, but they are attempting to to do justice. They're just a little thick.
0: A a justice without mercy. uh, Maybe
2: an example of that. Uh, Oh, well, no, they give Martha a thing for some kind of space compensation for inconveniencing her. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Whereas the uh, the human that
0: they 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 uh, execute, um, you know, they say uh, because he smashes a jar over the over someone's head, you know. Uh, assaults uh, pleads guilty. Like when did the guy yeah, plead guilty? Okay.
2: That was where they crossed the line. That's not justice if you don't right. let the guy make his own plea.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so the 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 big time uh, the the the, uh, the plot device that's really driving the the tension in this episode is the fact that this bubble of air has a finite amount of air in it, and they're running out. There's about a thousand people in here. And they're running out. And as always happens in science fiction, um, even when you take it to the very last second, everyone is now passed out from lack of oxygen. Everyone survives as soon as you put the yep. air back in. I mean, we're in a- instant.
1: It's instant. As soon as the air rushes back into the building, they all wake up and everything's good.
0: Right. They weren't weren't just, you know, oxygen deprived. They were just asleep, apparently. And I'm thinking this is a hospital. You have people probably who are who are on the edge of death to begin with. I mean, lung disease,
1: all Uh, kinds of stuff. You probably killed half the people in the hospital. Of course, you speak about that, though. What about the oxygen supplies of the hospital? Those usually aren't just a compressor in the basement. They usually have actual oxygen tanks. Oh, and they show they show um, the other medical
2: student who's not Martha and using one of those with an oxygen mask to help a patient.
0: Yeah. They, and she makes a remark about there isn't enough to last mm-hmm. very long. But even then, yeah, it's just it it wouldn't be good. Yeah, it would be yeah. a, it would be a, a, a massacre in there. Um, they, they eventually, they, you know, they track down the Mrs. Finnegan. Um, there's a whole device where she's going to use the MRI to wipe out all life on earth. No, just half of Earth. Oh, that's she's right.
2: Leaving the other half as her little gift. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: um, and, uh, and of course the, the doctor,
2: um, So let's talk about this scene. So the doctor figures out who she is based on what Martha knows, and he kisses Martha, which is going to set up significant issues later. He kisses her, and we don't initially know why, but it's so that he can transfer some genes to her so that when the Jadoon scan her, it will show up as a non-human trace. And in in addition to her human physiology, right, and so it so that will stop them and slow down their investigation, allowing him to get to Mrs. Finnegan in the MRI room, and there he and I think this is a really nice performance. He pretends to be an ordinary human who's just a patient in the hospital. He's talking about his wife on earth and stuff and how amazing we're on the moon and there are space rhinos. And I came in for bunions. That's why I've got bare feet. And, and he, he, you know, he's doing a con on her to, I guess, find out more. Well, it's, it's what he's actually trying to do. It's not to find out more about her. It's to get her to drink his blood. Right. So he convinces her he's a human. So she drinks his blood. Uh, He tells her the Jadun are starting to scan. Again, they're going to level two, which is not true. Uh, So she thinks she needs more blood to appear human again. So she sucks his blood. Uh, He's apparently dangerously low to the point his heart stops. Martha comes in, and they do a scan on Mrs. Finnegan, say she's human. Here's a problem. If they could detect Doctor Spit on Martha's lips because it's not got non-human genes in it, and they picked up that as an alien trace, why don't they pick up Mrs. No. Finnegan's whole body? Yeah, well, it may have human blood in it, but it ought to be showing right. a non-human trace. Right. Well, actually, I mean,
0: I, I think she was saying that by absorbing his blood, it 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 helps her body. Like it it, 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 it Her body absorbs it. Her whole body will absorb it. And that would mask it. But they don't actually scan her. And they scan the whole point of the doctor doing this is that she would drink his blood and drink his alien DNA so that she would show up as alien on the jejunum
2: scans. Right. I get that. But earlier, when they first scanned her, Right. She's an alien with a bunch of human blood in her. They should have shown a mixed trace, just oh, like it showed a mixed trace right. for Martha. Right, right. They probably, yeah, they sh- probably should have been, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so this time, the Jadun, because they've already cleared her and they're not, in fact, going to scam level two, um, Martha takes the initiative and grabs a Jadun scanner and shows that Mrs. Finnegan is indeed an alien because right. she's got the doctor's blood in her now. Right,
0: right. Uh, which was his ploy. Uh, apparently, yeah. um, m- uh, Mrs. Finnegan was charged with the crime of murdering the child princess of Patroval Regency Nine, uh, which she says those pink cheeks and blonde curls and that simmering she voice. She deserved it. She was begging for the bite of a plasma <laughs> bar. Oh, it's so, oh, it's so uh, gross. Yeah, that's very dark. Um, uh, and so she's going to, uh, She's still almost going to get away with
2: it, and uh, uh, did you do and disintegrate her?
0: Right, because uh, let's see. Um, trying to think, it like there was a, a a series of steps here where um, Martha. So Mrs So Florence, Mrs. Finnegan. Oh, yes, goodness. no, I said series of steps, not. Siri activated <laughs> uh, on that. So thank you, Siri. <laughs> so, uh, it's wonderful, uh, quality podcasting here, folks. Um, so the, uh, she, the, the MRI gets activated. The, p- f- she's filled with it to boost its power. So maybe we're going to get the earth is going to get the equivalent of 50 MRIs, uh, just like the 50 x rays. Uh, that yeah. should kill all of us <laughs> or half of us. And uh, maybe she's Thanos. Anyway, um, she's uh, going to uh, uh, incinerate everyone. And, you know, and and then the the Jadoon managed to fire at her and kill her, incinerate her. And then um, Martha's got to get the doctor alive again. So she started performing
2: Dr. CPR. Yeah. You on both hearts and the one mouth. Right. And so the Jadun, you know, she after after Mrs. Finnegan is disintegrated, the Jadun don't care about the fact the MRI is going to kill half the earth. Mm-hmm. So they start to evacuate and they 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 needed to do something a little different in the writing here because they eventually put the hospital back. And that would right. make sense. But they um if they're not gonna fix the scanner. The MRI machine, then they should have like told Martha, that's not our problem. We're going to just put the hospital back and be done with it. And they didn't because otherwise it it leaves the audience wondering, well, why don't they put the hospital back? They should at least do that, even if they're going to ignore the MRI machine. Um, But they don't tell us that. And so there's some cognitive dissonance in there until that happens. That's true. That's true. Well, and then there's a very convenient,
0: you know, the, the doctor's solution to the mag, the MRI and overload is unplug it.
2: Yeah. And they should have played that for, differently than they did because they show him, I mean, that's the obvious solution is just unplug the thing. But, um, I mean, anybody could do that. Yeah. And that's the element they needed to push. Instead, what mm-hmm. they give us is the doctor's fumbling around. He's having this huge struggle trying to do stuff with it. And finally, he unplugs a cord. But <laughs> they, and it's not even the cord that goes into the wall. It's just a cord. right? And yeah. what they should have done... Was have him go to the plug in the wall and just yank that out, and it would have been oh, that's the obvious solution anybody could have done, that. <laughs> right? Exactly. Which even that wouldn't really work
0: because that's not how MRIs. <laughs> MRIs don't just plug into a wall in the uh, you know plug an outlet on the wall, but yeah. but yeah, but it's it's this thing that that Doctor Who does where when the Doctor is going to get you know hip deep into technology piles wires all over himself did you ever notice that like you know he's got wires over his shoulders and over his arms and and it's and and that's not how it works like if you if you're having a problem (laughs) with like a computer wiring whatever you don't like dive into it physically you 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 it's it's this weird it's this weird uh you know trope that they keep going back to
1: uh i don't know if it's just you know it's 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 the bomb with the the counter that's counting down to zero. So you know how long you have for the hero to cut the correct wire and stop everything.
0: Right. Some, some smart bomb maker is going to make a bomb that doesn't have a visible timer on it.
1: So the hero has no no idea. Smart, smart bomb maker will make it. So it counts down to 10.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. We've still got 10 seconds. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) Or a lot more than 10.
0: (laughs) So, uh, the, uh, the, the hospital is put back where it belongs, uh, to be demolished, uh, later. Um, everyone so it's comes out
2: safe structure.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, everyone comes out, uh, uh, um, Martha connects with her sister Tish. She sees the TARDIS dematerialize or does she see it actually dematerialize or just she's there sees one it's second. Gone. Yeah. yeah. So she, she sees it's there one second, gone the next. Um, and then we kind of cut back to, uh, you know, kind of family to, drama, family drama. They're coming out of the uh, uh, a pub of some sort, the Martha's family uh, in the midst of a fight. So it's her brother's 21st birthday. And this was supposed to be some big event. The dad did bring his um, ditzy blonde girlfriend, girlfriend. And uh, the mom is very uh, upset about it. And the mom apparently started it. She insulted the, the girlfriend. I mean, the dad was stupid for bringing the girlfriend, but the mom, you know, apparently the, they make it very clear that the mom sort of created this situation. And I'm like, man, her family,
2: I, I don't like her family. <laughs> like, no, oh well, and we're not meant to because the drama in her family is motive for Martha leaving to travel with right. the doctor.
0: Right, right. And in fact, uh, her mother appears to be overbearing. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they show her in as, in subsequent episodes uh, as overbearing. Um, and, Mar- and they all stomp off in different directions. And then Martha sees the doctor at the entrance to an alleyway and um goes down to talk to him uh you know in this alley which is very interesting so in the the last three companion so in these three companion moments in the new who the the doctor basically the, the moment he convinces the the young woman to 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 go with him even with Donna with a very brief travel with him what is when the tardis is sitting in an alley and he has to prove that he's a space alien uh, by having her go in and out and do the it's bigger on the inside thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting that they kept that. De- Russell D. Davis kept going back to this sort of um, this With way variations. Of
2: the, yeah, I, I I like how when Martha says it's bigger on the inside, the doctor mouths that, <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. and then, <laughs> and then, and then says, shocked. "Really, yes. I hadn't noticed."
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Couple other things happen here. We we get um, the medical student uh, Morgan Stern, the uh, the male medical student, who mentions he's in a, on a radio show interview and mentions
2: uh, Harold Saxon by name. Yeah, we um, also see Harold Vote Saxon posters all over the alley.
0: Right. So we're building up to the return of the master Harold Saxon uh, that's coming at the end of this season, um,
2: and then. Also, the medical student, the other, the, the male medical student, tries to sort of take credit for saving everybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's kind, um, of, kind of a
2: jerk about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the notice, by the way, now, of course, he's a time traveler, so who knows. But the doctor has has been so exsanguinated that his heart's stopped. And he's real better real fast without regenerating.
0: Yeah. Where'd the um, blood yeah. come
2: from? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Apparently, also, uh, Time Lord uh, Bone Marrow works a lot faster than human bone marrow does. <laughs> Apparently. <Yeah. laughs> and
2: so he at the end, he offers Martha one trip as a thank you, not to become a regular traveling companion. Of course. The subject of Rose comes up. He says Rose is with her family. She's fine. And, and Martha says to the doctor, even though she jokes about him coming across space and time to uh, ask her for a date, um, she tells him, I'm not remotely interested, which is a good move because that's what they needed to do at this point in the show mm-hmm. well, is it, after the romantic entanglement with Rose, they needed to say, we're going in a different direction. Except the they- problem is they backtracked on that later. They, well, they backtrack and they make it unhappy for us because Martha is then pining after the doctor and he doesn't reciprocate. I'm going to say they 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 never backtracked. That it's, it's here
0: right from this scene. Uh, that it's very clear mm-hmm. that despite whatever she says, she's mm-hmm. already enamored with him. So she uh-huh. says, um, you know, uh, not that he, he says, not that you're replacing her. Never said I was. Just one trip. You get one trip. And I'd rather be on my own. Well, you're the one that kissed me, she says. And she has this glint in her mm-hmm. eye where uh, she kind of liked it. And then... Um, uh, you know, then she yeah. does the whole you'll ask you travel across the universe to ask me on a date.
2: That's a that's a defensible interpretation. I, I think you could read it either way, but what they needed to do, I think, was signal we're going in a different direction. Right. And ultimately they don't they didn't. do that.
0: They retread. Yeah. Um yeah. And and it's and it's not like you said, it's not reciprocal. The doctor is not He's not interested in Martha. It's very clear. And so you have this unrequited love sort of thing going on, which is different from the doctor in Rose, where Mm -hmm. where there was a tension, a romantic tension.
2: And it's just. And and it also makes Martha. It sets up the fact Martha is the only companion in New Who to leave voluntarily.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm. Because she has she just has to. She can't take it anymore and has to leave. Um, Yeah. And that's. I think that's one of the reasons why a Martha only got one season, because I think it was, it was a mistake that they recognized that they did. But I think Mm -hmm. it's also, I think it's why she's not also, she she ends up down on the list of, you know, most popular campaigns because she's ultimately not satisfying.
2: Yeah. But which is sad because she's a great actress. I love watching Mm -hmm. her on screen. They just don't give her a satisfying part to play.
0: Right. There's a couple of episodes this season that are, that, are particularly good in that, and that show up on people's lists of among the better episodes. Um, there's the one where the doctor forgets his memory back in the, in the what was it, mm-hmm. the early human 20th nature. century? Yeah, human oh, nature. Yeah. Um, people like that. That actually was a two-parter, wasn't it, I think? Now that I think about
2: Yeah, it? Family of Blood is the other part of that.
0: Right. Yep. Um, and some people, there's there elements of that that people really liked, and she does a, a pretty good job in that one uh, right. as, as being, you know, kind of being the competent one in that episode because the doctor's out of commission, basically um but it's so i just i feel like 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 you i think they just they mishandle martha from the beginning um and they they probably should have just went with donna noble uh from the christmas special <laughs> and that it would have been much better in the end but it's what we got so yeah. um anything else you guys want to bring up about this um uh, we the episode's called Smith and Jones, and eventually she becomes Martha Smith Jones when she marries yes, Mary, Mickey Smith. Mickey, yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. So I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so I guess that's it. Uh, that's it from us. So uh, you know, uh, we'll ask you folks as we always do. What did you think of this tenth Doctor story, Smith and Jones? What do you think of Martha Jones as a companion? What did you? You know, it was where does she rank in your listing of companions? So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, visit sqpn.com and leave a comment on the show uh, posting there. Go to the Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page, where we always get great comments from from you all when you uh, have listened. Uh, leave us some feedback there. Uh, send us an email to Who at sqpn.com. And we, and we will read some of this on uh, on our upcoming podcast if you leave us some comments. You can uh, find links to all our personal social media and websites on our show notes on sqpn.com. Um, now, I want to, w- this is usually when I tell you what we'll be doing next time, but uh, I kind of want to preview where we're going in the near future. A new season of Doctor Who is coming, as you know, I'm sure you're aware, the 13th Doctor coming up in October. And we're preparing for that. And one of the ways we want to prepare for that is uh, we want to look back at Peter Capaldi's three seasons as the Doctor.
2: So a Uh, retrospective on on Peter Capaldi's doctor.
0: Uh, We want to look at uh, the work that the new showrunner, Chris Chibnall, has done both on Doctor Who and maybe some of his other work that you may be familiar with. Uh, he he was did the the uh, very well-received Broad Church, uh as well that had David Tennant starring in it. And um, some
2: very less well-received Doctor Who episodes. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, and we'll talk about those too. And then uh, we'll we'll have an episode where we're going to give our advice to Chris Chibnall on uh, Doctor Who, because I'm sure he's waiting for that uh, before – He goes any further, he needs it. He needs it. (laughs) (laughs) Not that the whole uh, first season with uh, Jody Whittaker is uh, already filmed, Uh, so we're going to have that, and uh, and then following that in October, we're going to start doing uh, the new episodes uh, as they come up. We'll be doing an episode, uh, you know, talking about that every week um as new episodes with the 13th doctor and you know i hope you stick around and i hope you let other people know about it uh, about the secrets of doctor who and kind of get it out there because uh, you know it this is maybe the most controversial and maybe even the most consequential uh change in doctor who since mm-hmm. new who came back and maybe since gosh since the uh, you know it might be saying uh, too much to say back to the first regeneration i mean this is a huge change in doctor who here um and Maybe folks would be interested in what a Catholic priest, a Catholic apologist and a dad, a Catholic <laughs> a dad, Catholic dad, mm-hmm. uh, have to say about it. I mean, it's there. I know that there are strong opinions all over the place. Um, and uh, I hope that, you know, that maybe some people will be interested in what we have to say. I feel like we have a generally uh, balanced outlook on things uh, that we don't come into into different episodes. With a bias one way or the other, uh, so I think maybe you'd find other people might find our uh, opinions on it interesting as well. So, yeah. all that said, is, uh, please you know share this uh, podcast with others, let them know, and uh, and you know, encourage them to subscribe as we move forward. So uh, until next time, Jimmy Aiken, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Doctor Who. Thanks, Tom. And Father Corey Stika, thank you as well. And thank you. And once again, I'm Tom Bethanelli. Thank you for listening. And remember, bloso do no crow bloso ro. I don't know what that means. I think I swore.
1: When will I see you again? Ah, uh, soon, I expect, or later, one of those.